Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome again to Anointed and Appointed Word Ministries with Norm Woodard. I am Brother Norman, and I'll be sharing an anointed and appointed word that will change, challenge, and charge a character to make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God and our Father in heaven. I'd like to send special thanks to Bishop Stephen and Butterfield, who allows us to come for you every Saturday morning and break bread with you. Amen. They're the assistant pastors at Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockton, Georgia, where their leaders are Archbishop Ruth W. Smith, who is also the founder, and their senior pastor is Pastor Oshabal Hartman with his wife, Lady E. Hartman. They have services every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. with Sunday school, and 10 a.m. begins their worship service. They have every Wednesday, actually every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, you can call into the number 917-388-4161 to the noon Bible study live. They also have location every Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia. You can catch them on Facebook, YouTube, and their website is comingtothelight.org. That's comingtothelight.org. Well, thank you once again for calling in, and before we get into the Word, we're going to hear a song, amen? So the song says, mountains are still being Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe, because yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do. I love this when y'all says, and bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe. Yes, we can see it. That wonders are still what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do.
This is a move that move is a spiritual charge. It's a move of God's power, his authority, his goodness. Against everything that's evil, everything that's wicked, everything that's a hindrance to the will and the plan and the goodness of God. is a clarion call. This is an announcement to those who are soldiers in the army of God. To strap up your boots. To put on a whole armor of God. Time. It is time The time is now The time is at hand So the question is Who Is going to stand For God Who is going to stand for God? This is a move. Glory to God. And we have God on our side. And if God be forced, he's more than the whole world. Against us Greater is he That is in us Than he that is in the world This is a move This is a move Well, thank you for calling in. Gonna give a shout out. One of our nieces, Miss Aubrey Bates. Gonna be having a birthday coming up this week. Glory to God. Number thirteen. Entering into the teens. Glory to God. My brother Robert and his wife Samantha will be celebrating their daughter's birthday this week. Amen. Glory to God. 
We'll go ahead and get into the word, amen. Coming out of the book of St. Matthew, St. Matthew, 24th chapter. We're going to read verses 34 and 35. St. Matthew, 30, 24th chapter. Verses 34 and 35. And it reads, Verily I say unto you, words of Jesus, because in the Bible I'm reading out of is written in red. It says, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. My words shall not pass away. I'm going to read again. Verse 34 says, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass. Till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. The title of the message this morning is This Generation. This Generation. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for watching over us as we lay down the rest before you. Father, for charging your angels to be encamped around about us, protecting us, keeping us in their care, God, watching over us, fighting off all the fiery darts of the enemy, keeping us from all harm and danger, Father. Especially on yesterday, Father, where the forecast was to have bad weather, dangerous weather. We didn't see it, Father. Thank you, Father, for your word, your word that saves, your word that heals, your word that delivers, your word that sets free, Father, all those who are bound and captive and will cause sin. Thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning to see another glorious day that you have made. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, who you said to be the propitiation for our sins, to stand in the gap, Father. To live this, this life without sin, Father. And to take the sins of the world to the cross. To be sacrificed, to be crucified, Father. And thank you, Father, for even allowing Jesus to go to hell for us. Hallelujah. But he went on the mission to 
enemies of hell from Satan. Stripping him of all of his power. Thank you, Father, for raising Jesus up on the third day. With all power in his hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for receiving Jesus into heaven with his sinless, precious, conquering blood. Giving us the victory, Father. Feeding hell and the grave and death. Conquering sin, Father. And thank you for sending Holy Spirit to be our guide, to be our teacher, our comforter, Father. And thank you for you, Almighty God. Our Father, the creator of heaven and earth. Thank you, Father, for considering us, for creating us, for calling us your own, Father. And now, Father, as we receive your word, help us to apply to our lives, to make it personal, Father. And to go out and be representatives of you, Father. Bringing you glory and honor. Representing you, Father. Spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That someone asks, what must I do to be saved? We thank you and we praise you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This generation. The word this. Because. Jesus put emphasis. On the word this. He said generation. This particular generation. The word means being in person, thing or ideal that is present or near in place, time, or thought, or that has just been mentioned. So everything that had been mentioned Right after he mentioned it, he said, this generation, this, this is who we're talking about. This means being the nearer at hand or more immediately under observation or discussion. This is the generation that I'm discussing. This means one more recently referred to. Let's let's look at St. Matthew's 24th chapter, 34 and 35. And it reads, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not 
pathway. See, when Jesus mentioned this generation, he was saying the last generation living on earth, all these things will be fulfilled. And it's always used a particular span of life, not a race of people, but a span of life. All these things will be fulfilled in one generation only and not to several of them. He said this generation, not these generations. But this one. Now let's let's go to Saint Mark, Saint Mark thirteenth chapter, starting at verse thirty, and it reads, "Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be done. Heaven and earth." shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So this is the second time that we see this. Now let's go to St. Luke, St. Luke 21st chapter, starting at verse 32, and he reads, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. This generation But what was he talking about when he said pass away till, till all these things have been fulfilled? Let's stay in, in Luke 21. I'm going to start at verse 8. Start at verse 7. St. Luke 21, chapter, verse 7. And he asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign there be when these things shall come to pass? Return. Because this is, this is what Jesus has said to them. He was talking to him. He was talking to them about his return. In St. Matthew's 12 chapter, starting at verse 3, it reads, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, 
and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? So they approached him and asked him, when is this going to happen? And how will we know? What's going to be the sign? Of your coming. And so Jesus' response was. Let's look at St. Mark 13. Chapter verse 4. Tell us. We start at verse 3. As he sat upon the Mount of Olives. Over against the temple. Peter and James. And John and Andrew asked him privately. See, all of the disciples, this group, all of the disciples didn't, didn't approach him with this question. All of the disciples weren't concerned. But only Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? Well, what are these things? Now let's go to St. Luke, 21st chapter, starting at verse 8. And this is Jesus' response. Verse 8 reads, and he said, take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, and the time draws near, says many. We have many right now. There, there, there are many people portraying to be Christ. Says many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified. These things must first come to pass. But the end is not by and by. It says the end is not by and by. Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines and pestilences and fear for th- and fearful sights 
and great signs shall there be from heaven. So this is what he what what he shared with them. And then over in verse 25, it says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. So he told them some of the things that were going to be going on. Says then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Now let's go back to St. Matthew the 24th chapter. I'm going to start at verse 3 again. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Now, the very first thing that he said, take heed that no man deceive you. So, deception will come first. Deception always comes first. When we go back to Genesis in the Garden of Eden, Genesis, the third chapter, starting at verse 1, says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Say the, the serpent was more subtle. Satan has no power to transform himself into a snake. 
He's an angel. Remember, Satan was Lucifer. Described as the most beautiful angel created. He is an angel and always will be, though now he's a fallen angel. So, in order for him to see someone, he has to them in a sense where they're not afraid of them. I'm going to say that again. In order for him to deceive someone, he has to approach them in a manner in which they're not afraid of him. Of the Bible, it says that Sometimes he can appear as an angel of light. Deceiver. Says he was more subtle. The serpent was more subtle. Than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Adam and Eve, they were not afraid of serpents. As a matter of fact, the serpents that, that we know, the snakes that we know, were different in the times of. Adam and Eve. As a matter of fact, if you look on the bottom of a snake, they have two small feet. I, I, I challenge you to research Snakes have two small feet underneath them because in the time of Adam, they were more like dinosaurs. It's it's, it's interesting that. We say dinosaurs are extinct, that they don't exist anymore. But if we really do our research, let's continue to read. It says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God hath made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So, so that's his approach. 
be not deceived. His, his approach will always be in a way that causes someone question the word of God. Woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the trees in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So his approach, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. And the pride of life. Those are his approaches. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. And lust of the pride of life. Trying to. Change. The way you see things. Trying to change. The natural state of something. Try to change what God made into something that man has made. Get this. Unto the woman, ye shall not die, for God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, lust of the eyes, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and lust of the pride of life. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat now a lot of times when we hear this particular passage 
the emphasis is, is placed on the woman. What she did. But not on Adam. Look at what it says. It says, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. It's not like she had this 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 conversation with the serpent. And then after she ate of the fruit, she went to go look for Adam. Adam, here, come here, look. Let me show you something. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, it's not like that. It says she gave her husband with her. He was right there with her while she was having that conversation with the serpent. And he did eat. He already knew because he got the word straight from God. Say, in the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. So, so when 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 the serpent told Eve, you shall surely die. That's when Adam should have stepped in and say, "Hold up, that's not true." That is a lie. That is deception. See, the eyes of them both were open and they knew were naked. Mm. They knew that they were naked. They knew that they had sinned. They they knew that they had disobeyed the word of God. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And instead of running to God, they tried to hide from him. Try to fix it themselves. Now let's go over to. Let's go over to verse 14. This one. This one. This says, and the Lord God said unto the serpent. Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle. Because the serpent has <clears throat> Verse 13 says, And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me. And I did eat. The serpent tricked me. The serpent deceived me. 
and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. And listen to this. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. That was the serpent's curse. Said, upon thy belly shalt thou go, because serpents in those days had legs. They had legs. They were like dinosaurs. And upon thy belly shalt thou go. See, this indicates that the serpent walked upright before the fall. Hmm. Now it makes you wonder. What really happened to dinosaurs? At least the serpents. Just wanted to point that out. So, his approach was deception. That's why Jesus, the, the first thing that he said, Going back to St. Matthew, the 24th chapter, verse 4, it says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. Then, in verse 15, it says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. I challenge you to read the book of Daniel where it talks about the abomination of desolation. But in verse 9 it says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, 
and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall, in, shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end be. So Jesus laid it out of what was going to be going on. The things that are going to be happening. And he adds that there's 37. Verse 37 says, but but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So he was telling them what to look for. What to be watching for. Now, emphasis on this generation, this particular generation is going to experience everything that I just mentioned. And see, it's interesting that this is the year 2024, and this chapter, Matthews, is 24. So I thought about the number 24, and I'm like, Lord, why? Why are you showing me the number 24? So I thought about the alphabet. And the 24th letter, alphabet, is the letter X. The letter X is the 24th letter of the English alphabet. It's, it's one designated X, especially as the 24th in order or class, or the first in an order or class. That includes X, Y, and sometimes Z. X is of such a nature that admission is denied to persons 
under a specific age of 17. When you think about motion pictures, movies, they're called X-rated. X-rated relating to or characterized by explicit sexual material or activity. Obscene or vulgar. Now, X-rated was first introduced in 1970. 1970. You ever heard of Generation X? Well, Generation X is the generation of Americans born in the 1960s and the 1970s. So those who are born in the 1960s and the 1970s, America, they're considered Generation X. And that's interesting because Jesus mentioned this nowhere near around. But 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 he said this generation. See, it's it, it's interesting that that this is the year twenty twenty four. The year of the X. When 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 you when you look at how things are being perceived, things are being changed from its natural state. To the unnatural state. From, from from things that, that were were created by God, now they're being changed by man. When you think about how how obscene and how vulgar everything is becoming. But those who are a part of Generation X, just think about everything that has happened from the 1960s and the 1970s up to now. Now, verse 36 says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. No one knows exactly when the Son of Man is going to appear, when Jesus is going to return. 
But he gave us an outline. He gave us things to look for. He gave us things to watch so that we can be prepared, so we can be ready. Everything that Jesus said to them has come to pass except one thing and that one thing is that this gospel shall be preached in all the earth but look at how technology is evolving when I look up in the skies at night I, I, I love I love watching the stars sometimes I sit out back and just look up at the sky but I don't have a telescope I, I, I've been I've been desiring to get a telescope because I can't tell with my natural eyes the difference from a star, a planet, or a satellite. We have so many satellites. In space. And. Frequently. They're sending rockets to space. With satellites. Frequently. Technology is moving rapidly. I'm not saying they're Generation X, those who were born in the 1960s and the 1970s, is generation that all of these things will happen. But this particular generation has experienced everything that has been mentioned except the gospel being preached in all the earth. But how soon are we? How close are we for that to happen? Because it says, out. 
after that, then shall ye look up. Then shall ye lift your hand. I'm going to end with this. Psalms, the 24th chapter. Isn't that interesting? 24th chapter. Starting at verse 1. says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Hmm. He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn Listen to this. Deceitfully. Those that have not been deceived. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Look at verse 6. It says, this is the generation of them that seek him. Seek thy face, Jacob. This is the generation of them that seek him. Then it says, remember, after these things has been fulfilled, look up, lift up your hand. Verse 7 reads, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts is the king of glory. Salah. This is the generation of them seeking. That seek thy face. Remember, the word for this year was God is out looking for true worshipers, those who worship Him in spirit and in truth. Seek him. Those that seek his face. We don't know exactly when. 
But we do know the signs, generation. This generation, this particular generation that experiences everything that Jesus laid out. Soon are we. How soon are we? A generation is between 80 and five is 120 years. Those who were born in the 60s and 70s, they're in their 50s and 60s. I'm one of them. How long do we have before the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached in all the earth? Because really, that's that's the last thing we, we we we've experienced wars and rumors of wars. We've experienced pestilences. We've experienced famine. We've experienced earthquakes in divers places. It says how the love of many shall wax cold. Do we see that today? Everything that Jesus mentioned, those of certain ages have already experienced. And the way things are headed, another thing that is said that it's going to get worse and worse. Everything that we've seen we haven't seen nothing yet. This generation. This meaning 
the generation that will experience everything that Jesus spoke of. This generation will also experience the return of Christ. Glory to God. It shouldn't be anything fearful. We should be excited. Glory to God. No more of this. What I call foolishness. Hallelujah. Well, just wanted to encourage you to stay focused. Keep watching. Be prepared. Be ready. Because we keep hearing he's soon to come. That soon is getting sooner. This generation, Father, thank you, Lord, for reminding us of what we should be focused on. Not the warnings, not the events. but the return of your son, Jesus, that we may be ready, that we may be prepared. Thank you, Father, for showing us, for for giving us the outline for giving us something to look forward to. And Father, help us to stay strong, to stay focused. And to stand for righteousness. To stand for holiness. We thank you and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This generation. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Anointed and Appointed Word Ministries with Brother Norman Wooden.